now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. Got a very special guest making his debut on the show. It's Jack Congdon. How we doing, my man? What's up? I'm doing good. Yourself, Chris? Pumped I'm doing on. great, man. I'm, gra- I'm finally glad to get you on the show. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we finally made it happen. So uh, I can't wait to get into it, man. Talk to you a little bit. Um, you are a 1-0 pro welterweight fighting at Cage Titans 58 versus Chris Burbridge on Mar- March, 8th, or March 18th. Excuse me. Um, Thanks for taking thanks for taking some time out to talk to you, man. I know you're only a couple of weeks away, so uh, I'm glad you could squeeze some time and uh, come and talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two weeks out as of tomorrow, uh, so everything's dialed in diet-wise, training-wise. Uh, my body is feeling good. My mind is in a in the spot where I'm ready for the fight. I just need time to to speed up and for, for March 18th to finally be here. I know, right, man? It's probably, I'm sure you're counting on the day. It's probably itching. Can't wait to get in there and put all your hard work to use. Um, this is your first time on the show, so with my new guests that come on, I like to get to the background a little bit because I know you a little bit better. So you can just talk about like where you were born and raised, uh, where you grew up, and like what your childhood and growing up was like for you. Yeah, so I grew up in Lakeville, Mass. Um, currently still fighting out of there uh, from, from Lakeville MMA. Um, and yeah, mixed martial arts was really kind of a big part of my childhood growing up. Uh, I was that kid that had like way too much energy. I was like, yeah, my, my parents thought it was like too spazzy. Like I'd, I'd go running off, diving in a pool or something when I wasn't supposed to. You know, they'd leave me away for five seconds. I'd be 40 feet up a tree. So they, yeah. they, they needed something for me to do to, you know, get disciplined, kind of channel my energy. Um, and so they found, you know, Lakeville MMA. Uh, right around the corner from us, and you know I've I've been hooked on it really ever since. Um, so yeah, got into Taekwondo uh, from the age of eight. Uh, also learned some nogi jujitsu there, and uh, you know as I you know aged, grew up, uh, I started competing in like jujitsu tournaments. Um, got away from it a little bit in high school because I was playing other sports and stuff, um, but always you know stayed training, stayed into it. Um, yeah, stayed competing here and there. Um, and then I always kind of knew MMA was, was going to be a goal for me. So, uh, yeah, come graduating college, I, I started focusing on MMA and, uh, here we are today. That's awesome. And, uh, you mentioned other sports that you played in high school. Uh, so I take it you were an athlete growing up. What other sports did you play and, um, what'd you dabble in back in the day? I did football and track. Uh, yeah. So, uh, football was definitely the uh, the preferred, <laughs> and looking back on it, I mean, I, I did track at first to stay in shape, like for football, and you know, yeah. just have something on the resume at first. I wound mm-hmm. up doing it all four years, but uh, you know, not not the most fun or exciting sport to talk about. But football was definitely pretty cool. Uh, you know, my senior year, uh, we were the team with the most points scored in the uh in the state of mass granted oh nice yeah uh still still something 
Yeah, schedule of strength, like we're D4, so, you know, yeah. that matters too. But, uh, yeah, shout out 2015, uh, 2014, 2015 is when I graduated, 2014, finally play football. <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome, man. Um, you talked about how you grew up a lot in mixed martial arts. Um, when did you decide to take it to the next level and, you know, take that training that you've learned from a young age and be like, okay, now I want to pursue a career in MMA? When did you make that switch and make that decision? It was always something I wanted to do as a kid, um, but I wouldn't say, you know, like I said, like I always trained, but I didn't take training for a fight seriously until after I graduated college. Um, and, you know, I'm still, I was still and am still, you know, working a, a full-time job even with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's MMA has also kind of been another full-time job on top of that. Right. So exactly. it's like, you know, I go from work to, uh, training right away at night, you know, train two, three hours a night, uh, six days a week. Um, and just, yeah, continually grinding and grinding, uh, with that goal of, of getting into the UFC and, and like you said, really making a, a career out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, once yeah. I graduated college, which about three years ago now. There you go. Um, I know you used to have a nickname. You currently do not. Uh, what's the story behind the whole nickname, Debacle? Uh, <laughs> that's a good one because uh, so it, it was, you know, people in the gym are trying to come up with a name for me, right? And there's a bunch of stuff being thrown around, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, all this stuff's kind of like kind of corny, kind of funny, right? Okay. I'm like, I, I'm at the point where like I need a nickname. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of focused on getting better, training, fighting. That that's what I'm worried about. Uh, but one of the na- nicknames that got thrown around the gym was Gentleman Jack, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and so I never approved of it. But <laughs> Connor Matthews, uh, I think it was like Cage Titans back in June. Uh, he was in the commentary booth. Right. And he told Andy, like, right before he went out to announce my fight, he's like, yo, in the gym, we call Jack Gentleman Jack. He, he didn't right. want to put this in, but announce him as Gentleman Jack. And so Andy went out there and did it. And it's kind of, like, it's kind of been stuck since, at least in the sense of, like, Cage Titans keeps putting it out there. Yeah. So they know I don't like it. <laughs> they yeah. put it That's out. probably why they keep putting it out there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually, it was wicked funny when Andy did it, because, like, dude, like, when he's announcing you, like, I'm in the zone, like, I, I'm yeah, ready exactly. to fight. Like, it's, it's about to happen, and so you can't have anything like that distract you. But he said it, and I was kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, real quick, it's like, all right, you got a fight to worry about. That's yeah, not really we'll deal with that afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, like I said, it's kind of stuck around. Uh, we'll see what happens. It doesn't really bother me, but I'm not really for it either. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, you mentioned your gym, Lakeville MMA. That's your primary training spot, right? Um, do you cross train anywhere else or is it just strictly Lakeville? Uh, yeah. So I also hit up KO gym in New Bedford for my kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at BTT in Taunton for like jiu-jitsu and strictly grappling. Um, and I also train at Lozon's for the team training there. So um, I really kind of get 
a mix of like I go to the school that specializes in each individual area um, right. and then kind of blend those individual specializations into my MMA training. There you go, man. That's awesome. There's like I always say there's like a ton of great facilities and great gyms in our area. So, I mean, it is good to, you know, dip your toe in everywhere and get all the work in that you can and soak it all up while you can. So I always think it's great. It's a great thing to, you know, get that cross training in and get different looks and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Like when you're training with guys that just do jujitsu, like you can be sure you're going to get beat up in that regard and that's going to make you better and better and better. And then, so when you, you blend everything together, um, yeah, it just makes you that much better, like you said. Of course, man. Let's get into your fight history a little bit, man. You were 5-0 and as an amateur and the former Cage Titans amateur welterweight champion. Looking back on your amateur career, man, um, what are like some of the highlights that stand out for you, Like some of the some of the good memories that you pulled from that amateur career? Yeah, man. All, all the fights were, were unique. Um, they were all exciting in their own way. Um, different finishes in, in all of them in terms of, like, you know, stylistically, like uh, I had a kick one, I had a few, uh, I had a couple – Knockouts with punches, I had a sub, I had a ground pound finish. Mm. Um, so everything was different in terms of like, you know, the adversity going into it, the way the fight played out. Favorite moments, dude, uh, my third fight against uh, Bobby Homer uh, mm. when I caught him with the sidekick. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments because it, it was just like it, I threw a, a high round kick. And, you know, he comes from a Muay Thai gym. So a lot of times, like, you know, like the Muay Thai style is you see a missed kick, you're coming in into yeah. range, chopping at the legs. Yeah, filling that space, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coming from a Taekwondo background, I'm throwing another kick off that. So I threw the sidekick in as he was entering into range, and it caught him, like, perfectly into the ribs. Um, and... Yeah, the the feeling on that was was unreal, man. Um, and yeah, got got the finish uh, from there. So so that was pretty wild, especially because it was it was the first fight post COVID. So mm. dude, I don't know if you were there, but I was not there. No, dude, the hall has never been more packed and more like ravenous for fights. Oh, I'm sure everybody was like animals getting out of the cage, and I'm sure they were hyped to be there. Uh, it was wild, and and before that, it was like every fight was a quick finish too. So it, the crowd, I've never felt it more jacked up. So you know, I, I'm feeling their energy. You know, they're everybody's excited to be there. I'm excited after having so much time off and to have like a almost like out of like a movie like type finish like that. That was right. pretty sick. <laughs> That's awesome, man. At uh, Cage Titans fifties, when you you know captured the. Uh, the Cage Science Amateur Welterweight Gold. How did that feel to get that belt wrapped around your waist? And what was that moment like for you? It was awesome, man. So, like I said, like I started training when I was a kid. And, you know, there were a couple of guys at the gym that fought at Plymouth Memorial Hall and fought at Cage Titans. So, like, I would be at the shows sometimes whenever they would fight. And it'd be like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, and I'd see the guys that had the belt and I'd always be sizing myself up against them. So I always had the goal in the back of my mind long term that like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and so, you know, to put in all that work over the span of years and then specifically in that camp, um, against a, a, a tough guy and 
you know, a, a dangerous opponent in Steve Foley. Um, mm. He was he was a black belt in jujitsu, so I knew like I could not get taken down that fight. So you know, we worked a lot of takedown defense. Um, yeah, and so to have all that work over the course of years and in that camp pay off in that moment, it, it was awesome. Um, but you know, long term, uh, you know, got to give it up and and have my sights set on the the professional belt, right? Of course, man. Of course. Speaking of turning pro, man, what was your um, when you made that decision to go pro? Um, why was that time the, the appropriate time for you to make that turn? Yeah, I felt like uh, I had gotten the belt. I had defended the belt. Um, I felt like I'd established myself as you know, kind of the guy, the, the top welterweight in New England. Um, and I felt my skill set was ready to compete with the guys at the pros. Um, so I wanted to do it for real, right? Like raise the stakes, uh, start getting paid a little bit. There you uh, go. You know, do it, do it for real and start trying to make a, a real run at things. So um, yeah, really what it came down to was uh, my coaches believed I was ready. I believed I was ready. Um, I had the accolades. So, you know, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I, I was at the time, too. Um, so it's like yeah, MMA is a real short window, man, On if, if you really capitalize on it. So, um, yeah, it, it was the time with all those factors. Uh, yeah. Sure, man. I think it was the appropriate time for you. I think that makes the most sense for you. And, you know, you are 1-0 now as a pro, so things are going good for you. Um, talk, talk about that pro debut a little bit, man. Uh, did anything feel different for you? You know, walk out to the fight, maybe pregame warm-ups, maybe training camp. Did it feel different for you knowing that this was a pro fight and not an Amy fight anymore? Uh, I wouldn't really say in the build-up it, it, it did. You know, at the end of the day, a, a fight is a fight, right? Like, you, you sure. got to do everything you can, and your preparation has to be there regardless. Um, during the fight, though, you know, the way I fought at first, I almost kind of fought it like it was under, like, the AMI rule set. Because um, I had I had Paul Teague pinned up against the cage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't think of exactly what to do in my head but I had Joe Lozon in my corner mm -hmm. uh and he yelled out and I heard him knee knee to the head and I'm right. like oh yeah I mean I can do this now so I can do that stuff now yeah 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 so uh yeah landed it it impacted him pretty heavy and then you know I hear Lozon yell again elbow elbow yeah. so I switched to that landed a few of them and and dropped him from there uh, so yeah, in the, in the buildup, uh, I wouldn't really say like, I took things as seriously as I had before. Right. Like, yeah, okay. obviously option, like you're always learning more, like, uh, trying to push the strength condition more, you know, dialing down that nutrition even more, but like mentally going in, I don't know. I was more relaxed than ever, honestly, but yeah, in that cage, it was about recognizing, uh, yeah, just what my tools are when I can use you know, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that that will come with time too, as you get more experience and more training and working on those things that you'll, it will just become second nature to you now that you know that you can use those knees and elbows. Absolutely. And you know, they're, they're great weapons. So uh, oh, of course, very yeah. dangerous. Yep. Yep. So, uh, it's like to use them more. 
Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's talk about Cage Titans 58. You're going in there versus Chris Berberich. Um, is this a catchweight bout? I thought I saw someone this might be a catchweight. Nah. So, yeah, I saw that on Tapology too. Uh, it's at welterweight. So, okay. I don't know. Yeah, how that happens on their end, but when I saw that, yeah, I confirmed. Perfect. I mean, like, that's the that's the ideal scenario anyway, so that's perfect. Yeah. Um, have you done the tape study yet on Berberich, and like, how do you feel about him as an opponent, and how do you feel about his game? Yeah, yeah. So, not all of his fights are are out there on YouTube, but there's a handful of them that I was able to see, and uh, you know, striking wise, he he's pretty fundamental, right? Like uh, fundamental hands, uh, leg kicks. Um, He's got good jujitsu. He's got dangerous sub threats uh, off of his back, especially. Um, like I saw his fight against Zach DiSabatino a little while back, and he almost had Zach. Uh, he had him deep in subs. He almost had him finish. It looked like a couple of times between right. the armbar and the triangle choke attempts, uh, oh. but Zach just kept powering through. So he's dangerous when it comes to the ground, and uh, like I said, fundamentally sound on the feet. Um, so, yeah, you know, well-rounded guy. Um, Stature-wise, I'm a, a lot bigger and longer than him. So, uh, yeah, just going to look to keep it long, uh, keep it on the feet. I feel that I'll be out, able to out-wrestle him if that's my game plan to prevent him from, you know, trying to use those sub-attempts. Uh, but if it goes to the ground, I'm comfortable there. Like I said, I, I had a ground-pound finish and a sub-finish in Miami's. Uh, so I'm good there if it goes there, but I'll look to keep it long, uh, keep it on the feet and, uh, strike them down there. There you go. Uh, looking at you, both of your resumes, neither of you guys have ever been to the scorecards ever in your careers. Uh, yeah. would you say that it's safe to say this one's probably not going to see the cards either? Safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's safe to say, I think if there, if there were bets on this fight, I'd be hammering the, the under for sure. sure. Um, well, in the cage that's now, right? I think there might be. I haven't got official word on that yet, but if there is, I'm I'm a betting man, so I'll be very excited. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, when the cage door locks, man, March 18th, what can Plymouth Memorial Hall expect from Jack Congdon on at Case Science 58? Uh, same as ever, man. You can expect me to go out there, uh, fight hard from the, from the very beginning, pursue the finish, and uh, expect explosiveness is, is what I can say. Whether... Whether it's, you know, uh, you can never predict what type of fight it's going to be, but every time out, it's it's an explosive finish. So expect the same. Of course, man. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, this is a big card, Cage Titans 58. You know, day-night doubleheader. Um, you fought, Cage Titans 50, I believe, was a day-night doubleheader as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So you fought on a card like this before. Um, are any of your other teammates or training partners going to be fighting uh, day-night either card as well? Yeah, we, we got a bunch of guys uh, from Lozons that are, yeah. are fucking. Um, Joe Giannetti from BTT as well. So uh, from Lozons, uh, Joe Poirier, Andrew Baldina. Um, we also, who else have we got? Andrew Jacobs. Um, yeah, Peter Barrett trains there as well. I, I never, yep. yeah, never really uh, bump in with him at team training, but. Yeah, he's representing as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we've had a bunch of guys in that team training that uh, that are fighting. So it's it's going to be Hell yeah. it's good to have everybody prepping, and it, it's going to be a great night for the local. 
guys. Yeah, I mean, all the, I mean, it is nice to have a lot of those guys kind of fighting on the same car because you're all kind of have the same mission, the same goals, and you get to help each other out and train with each other. And iron sharpens iron. If you all have the same goal at the end of the day, I'm sure that makes your team sessions even more uh, impactful for your game, man. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Oh, uh, Gilbride's fighting too. I, yeah, he is. He is. Dude, it's, it's, there's a lot of guys, man. It's a lot of guys. I don't expect you to remember them all. You know, it's a lot. All right, man. I appreciate your time. And before I get you out of here, I always like to wrap up with like some fun, random questions. Um, and then, you know, we'll get you out of here and let you go do your thing. It's a Friday, so I'm sure you're ready to go, you know, go out and have some fun. Not too much fun. You got a fight coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, I said not too much fun. You got a fight coming up in a couple exactly. weeks. So let's keep it, let's keep it sane. Um, you are fighting on St. Patrick's Day weekend, man. So you might not be partaking in the festivities this year, but um, in past years and whatnot, did you have any like St. Patrick's Day traditions? Did you go out to Boston for the parade or do you do the whole corned beef and cabbage deal? What's do you have any traditions as far as St. Patrick's Day? Uh, nah, man. Uh, and I'm I'm three quarters Irish. Yeah. No, no real traditions other than um, <laughs> back at, at UMass Amherst. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, they celebrate like so they plan out spring break. Uh, the week of St. Patrick's Day, because they right. know it's going to be insane. It's so going to be a shit show, yeah. The celebration, like, uh, a week before, and they called it Blarney. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I think I celebrated that once or twice when I was there at UMass. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, nah, nah, no. not really. Not I'm, uh, not really representing Irish heritage that well. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll have to start start some new traditions after this one. Now we've we've sparked the sparked the uh, inspiration for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, do you have a favorite TV show or a favorite movie? I don't know if you're more of a TV guy or a movie guy, but do you have a favorite one or the other? Uh, yeah. I'll pick a movie. So some sure. of my yeah. My favorite movie probably has to be uh, Blade Runner. 2049 okay that's a unique one yeah i i really i love uh cyberpunk themes mm. and yeah that movie was just a a trip yeah. yeah yeah i haven't seen that one in a while man i might have to go back and uh and rewatch that i'm not a big like i don't rewatch movies a lot you know i'm like a one and done kind of guy yeah. but there, whenever somebody brings up a movie that i haven't seen in a while i'm like oh yeah i should probably go back and watch that again yeah, I feel like, yeah, the, the cinematography was really good. The philosophical aspects of it were really interesting. And just, like, the whole world of, like, yeah, is that where we're headed? And, you know, how not even, yeah, like, 30 years at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is crazy to think about. Um, if Are you a big music guy? Like, if you could see, like, one artist live, like, right now, who would it be? Uh, all time, I'd probably have to pick Hendrix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Of uh yeah, I love the guitar. Um, yeah, all along the watch that was probably my favorite song of all time. I came out to it last time. I don't know if I'll do it again, but yeah, probably probably have to pick him. Yeah. There you go, man. That's awesome. My dad would appreciate that. He's a big '80s rock guy, guitar guy too, so I'm sure he would appreciate that answer. I grew up on all that stuff, man, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, all right, man, let's get into a UFC 285 coming, coming up tomorrow night, Saturday night, John Jones versus Cyril Gunn. I got to know, do you have a prediction for that fight? Who do you think is going to win? Dude, I don't think Gunn will be able to stop Jones's wrestling. Uh, I think Gunn is the prettier, more technical striker and probably more diverse too. 
well, maybe not more diverse in terms of MMA because of uh, Jones's elbows. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jones is just that little bit longer. So I think he'll be able to, you know, kind of paw like he always does, uh, keep his long range, keep gone from being effective when he's in and out, like gone, gone so effective when he's in and out because he doesn't take any damage. Right. But mm-hmm. you're gonna get tagged against Jones. I feel like, um, and you know, even when you're in, it's like, yeah, again, you, you got to stop the wrestling, which, uh, you know, I, I think Jones is going to be able to wrestle most likely. So I, I got to take Jones. How about you? For sure. I, I'm going with Jones as well. You did mention the wrestling and, you know, we have, do have to mention that Cyril Gunn did get taken down by Francis Ngannou a couple of times. And Ngannou is not nearly as good of a wrestler as Jones is. Jones actually today weighed in heavier than Cyril Gunn, which I didn't expect either. Um, so the weight seems to not be that big of a deal when most people would have assumed that Gon would be the bigger guy. Um, and then John Jones just has all the experience in the world, all those championship rounds under his belt. Uh, the only thing that makes this one different is it's that heavyweight and Jones has been out for three years. So that's why this matchup is so intriguing to me too. You know what I mean? It's like anything can happen. It's a fight. Um, uh, but it's, I'll, I've learned my lesson many times. Uh, I'm not going to pick against John Jones probably for the rest of my life. So. Yeah, man. It, yeah, the, the three years off is wicked tricky, but mm. I mean, you go back and you look at like his run at the beginning. It's like, dude, like insane. I, I think, yeah. In terms of like greatest of all time, like it can get muddy with all these different things. But to me, like bar none, he's the greatest talent of all time. Yeah, I agree. I always say that he's the greatest I've ever seen. Um, you got to think like, look at he went through a light heavyweight division like in the prime of like that light heavyweight division that was like the most the deepest the most exciting weight class in the ufc arguably that we've ever seen and he demolished the entire the the entire place man so it's hard for me to not name him number one you know people want to throw in like gsp or mighty mouse and make the arguments for them i'm not going to say no i'm not going to you know but for me it is john jones is the greatest of all time yeah i mean realistically never lost a fight and yeah. never really even been uh, up until the more recent ones like yeah dude the, yeah. those guys had nothing for him and those are all-time legends legends yeah yeah it is true man it's true all right jack i'm i'm excited to watch the fight even more now after talking about it with you I'm, i can pump for tomorrow night um i'm even more pumped for march 18th to see you throw down there and, and you know go for two and oh so uh yeah. thank you for taking the time and talk to me man i appreciate you um it was a blast Do you have anything that you want to shout out before i get you out of here uh Shout out my my sponsor, uh, Kyler's Catch Seafood in New Bedford. Uh, they've hooked me up, uh, helped me, you know, w- with my nutrition for for the end of this, this camp here, and that is huge. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, the quality of my my food and yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, fish like fish is like the ideal uh, fuel really for for athletes. I feel like obviously yeah, very very lean. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just straight lean protein refuels you, gets you ready for the next day. Great. So, uh, yeah, great, very grateful for their sponsorship. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. All right, Jack. Best of luck March 18th. Go get that 2-0. Um, if I, I'm sure I'll see you at the arena. I'll come say what's up to you. And um, best of luck and everything, man. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Peace.